Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. This week we're going to be joined by Gary Wheeler, who is the CEO and Executive Director of the Missouri Soybean Association and Missouri Soybean Merchandising Council. He's been involved in Missouri agriculture for a long time and has a lot of good insight about what's going on in the trade battles that are raging across the the, the world, not just in the, the United States and China, but also with Mexico and other countries as well. He'll tell us about what's going on with their new building that the Missouri Soybean Association and Merchandising Council are building in Jefferson City and uh, the ways that he believes that Missouri farmers need to get involved in order to strengthen our industry. So let's get started. Joining us this week, he is the CEO and Executive Director of Missouri Soybean Association. Gary, thanks for taking some time to talk with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Eric. I appreciate uh, our partnership as well. We've we've uh, we've done a lot of things together over the years, and we appreciate the friendship and the partnership. It's a very mutual thing here. We definitely love working with you and your team, and you know, you guys are, uh, I believe, the number one crop by value in Missouri now. Is that right? We are. We sure are. It's been uh, cash growing quite a bit. Are, yeah, cash receipts are off the farm are pushing around uh, twenty eight uh, billion, and um, you know I guess total, um, you know as far as the eighty eight billion study that you guys did, we're looking at about eight billion dollar industry. So yeah, it's definitely a huge impact to uh, Missouri overall, and just to the farming economy, the soybeans. Uh, have have just taken such a large share of what we do as farmers now. It's grown so much over the past few years. And uh, could you give a little bit of background too of uh, your your history and where you've come from and what exactly your role is with the Soybean Association? Sure, now? sure, I'll, and I'll make it quick. So I'm originally from Southeast Missouri. Um, grew up in a rural town called Risco. It's about eight miles west of New Madrid. So in New Madrid County. Um, grew up with quite a large Catholic family and, um, and have been in the ag industry of my entire career. I've done a little retail, uh, but most of my time has, has been spent with nonprofit, uh, I guess over the past 20 years, spent uh, quite a large stint with Gary Marshall over at Missouri corn. And in early 2014, I joined uh, Missouri Soybean Association, the Merchandising Council, as their CEO and executive director. And I tell you, it's been wonderful since. I've learned a lot. I continue to learn. And um, and just to be frank, it's quite humbling to, to work with such um, the producers and farmers we have. we got a heck of a staff over there. And uh, I'm pretty pleased and pretty proud of, of who we've become over the past three to four years. Well, I th- think you've got a lot to be proud of, too. It's, uh, like I say, always been good to work with you and your team. So uh, this uh, past few months has really been a good test of that because we've been <laughs> uh, in pretty constant communication about things. There have been, there's been so much news coming out of uh, the world of soybeans, especially uh, related to trade. And um, it's such a fluid situation. It seems like every day there's maybe more than one announcement that seems to uh, change the entire dynamic uh where do you where, where are you right now where do you think we are in this whole trade war and how's it been affecting uh, the crops that you represent well I, I tell you we we have been majorly affected uh you know typically 
on an average year, half of the Missouri soybeans crop is exported. And out of that half, uh, one out of every three rows goes directly to China. So um, it's been a tough six months, Eric, for, for the soybean farmers and the markets. Uh, we've seen, you know, our prices fall roughly 20% over the past six months, um, some of which isn't unexpected and some of which uh, we'd not typically see if it weren't for trade disputes with our largest market uh, going on since April uh, when China first announced that. You know, a couple numbers I'd like to share with you uh, directly is what that impact means to Missouri mm-hmm. and we had the University of Missouri do a study for us in looking at the impact of what this if it continues what it looks like so at, at every at 10 cents impact you know we're in total you're looking at a two dollar loss looking at a total of three thousand jobs wow um, and, you know, a, a major number that I think is quite impactful, which we're amazed to see, is we're looking at a $726 million drop, dollar drop in economic activity by that $2. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's needless to say, just due to, I mean, we continue to talk about the impact. And, um, you know, as far as the administration, um, the majority of our farmers, and we have done a lot of survey work and visiting face-to-face, and um, majority of the farmers continue to back what the administration is doing at this time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's in question of how long that they can withstand that. Mm-hmm. That's basically the same thing we're hearing from our people, of course. It's no secret. A lot of your people are our people and vice versa. Exactly. It's That's the same right. same group of people we're talking about. They just own two memberships. But we hear that a lot as well in uh, Farm Bureau that people in general, and there, there's exceptions to this, of course, but in general, there's a lot of folks that believe the president has a plan and that we need to give them some, some space to work it out. And um, hopefully that we come out stronger on the backside of it. But the real question is, how long is that going to take? Because there's only so long that um, you can withstand low prices. And, you know, another thing we ought to talk about is drought um, and how yes. that's affecting us directly in Missouri. Um, the perfect storm, all that stuff put together, it can be pretty tough to, to last very much longer. And, yeah, the, on, that, on that drought uh, side of things, how, have, how has that been affecting Missouri soybean crops and um when you combine that with the trade situation, it seems to make things a lot worse. Yeah, it has greatly affected. I mean, you know, we've got producers, you know, they're, they've already talked to their crop insurance adjuster, uh, same as, you know, corn, majority of our soybean farmers north of I-70 also um, raise corn as well. So mm-hmm. they grow corn. Um, so it, if you have to, if you look at that, uh, when they diversify also in the, the cattle part, which affects the drought affects them as well. Um, if you look at their overall bottom line, um, our farmers are affected by the drought. So if you take price drop with drought, um, we're just not sure how long the equity position that, that we can withstand um, over, you know, is it six months? Is it 12 months? And um, so it is affected. Mm-hmm. So it may be not directly to the soybean crop because um, soybean, the crop itself is is 
is a really strong plant. I mean, it really is. It can come back within a few days. You know, yesterday's rain that we received here in the um, west central Missouri and in the northwest, um, it definitely filled some pods, and um, we're very thankful for that. But as far as you know, the other crops that our growers have, it, it's a it's a really tough way, and we hope. The administration, you know, because Missouri is a little bit different from other states. Um, you know, Iowa's dealing with a situation that have too too much water. Yeah. Uh, you know, send us some down, but <laughs> you know, I, I think the administration is hearing us visiting with um, FSA administrator and and his team and the rest of the folks. They're hearing us. Uh, the administration made a promise. You know, talking about the trade adjustment package and it will make an impact. We're, we're grateful for, for that. Again, it's a not, it's not a long-term fix, uh, you know, doing some quick math, um, for a 500 acre soybean farm with our average here in the state, you're looking at about roughly $19,000 on that trade adjustment, uh, on that trade adjustment. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's something that they just announced some details on a couple of days ago that uh, said exactly how it's going to be paid out. And I guess it's going to be um, the first half of that installment would be coming out pretty soon. And um, don't know if there's going to be a second half, so maybe it'll be all. <laughs> but uh, that first first half is based on a, a price for soybeans at, at what was it, $1.65 a bushel um, it from is. 2018 production? Yes. Okay. So half of if you look at half of that, mm -hmm. um, and, and you know they've got it for several other different uh, agricultural products. Um, but it looks like I, I think I read this right. September fourth um, is the first application uh, open mm -hmm. date, so they can start doing that. And that's when a farmer parts. would actually send in their their application, not when they would receive their payment back, right? Correct. Okay. So it may yeah, still be. That's the way that we, yeah, that's, that's the way that we understand it. So, mm -hmm. well, and I just saw this morning actually that American Farm Bureau uh, did a an economic analysis. Veronica Nye, who works there, who's actually a Missourian, um, he, she's one of their uh, economists there, did a breakdown of how much they anticipate each state would get out of that uh, initial round of payments, and said mm -hmm. that Missouri would be about two hundred and four million dollars. They oh, believe wow. so. That definitely does make a big impact in in the um, uh, the crop when when you're talking about having a down year uh, anyway and and bad prices at two hundred four million dollars put back into the economy on it could make a big difference. Well, it could it could make the difference of being in the black or the red. Yeah, it, some might not see that it's a lot, but uh, it sure does help when you uh, you know when you know you're not going to have much moving yeah. ahead, especially for those that didn't necessarily market their crop uh, when they maybe should have. Mm -hmm. And and our president, Blake Hurst, mentioned he, he feels like one of the big benefits of this is that it'll maybe help some people make some bank payments that mm -hmm. um, they otherwise may struggle to get to. So it might keep you afloat for another another try ne next year. That's so right. We'll see how that goes. Well, another big announcement that came out this week, same day actually on Monday, uh, the same day as the um, a trade adjustment announcement came out was that okay. you know one Eric one point that I would <laughs> like to make is you know as a team you know ASA 
American Farm Bureau, all, all the Missouri uh, delegation, everyone. We just got to continue to keep pushing for the trade agreement and to solidify something that's new mm-hmm. okay. um, and, and not necessarily be negative, making sure that – and this is what we're doing with our congressional delegation, sharing – what the impact has been and what it could be, but still be uh, patient and hoping for the best and continue to uh, push the administration. That's, that's definitely our goal mm-hmm. on the, on the trade with, with uh, China. Good. Okay. Well, and so earlier this week on, on Monday, same day that they made the announcement about the trade adjustment assistance uh, program, they also, uh, President Trump's team, announced that they had made a, a final agreement or a re- reaching pretty close to a final agreement, I guess, on the uh, renegotiation of NAFTA with, with Mexico, not the part of it that addresses Canada. They're still hoping to loop Canada in on it. Um, but right now, it's, it looks like we have some sort of preliminary agreement with Mexico. Um, what? How much does that affect the uh, soybean um, trade do you, is that a large market for you, or is it mainly well, due to the fact that people also grow corn? I, th- I think it's the more yeah, that's really the most important piece. But I mean, we do, you know, we have 394 million. Looking at the statistics, and soybeans and soy products uh, that we export uh, to Mexico. Mm-hmm. So it's not small. Yeah, that's pretty significant. It is, and but more importantly, you know, again, um, our farmers are corn farmers as well, and and we want to support their bottom line. So, you know, looking at Mexico or yeah, Mexico being uh, Missouri's second largest export market uh, across the board is important just for our economy. Absolutely, and that, like you were saying, if you grow most most farmers who grow corn grow soybeans and vice versa um and if you're having trouble on either of those you're probably going to struggle overall as a farm so uh, everything's right. important it's it's not just uh individual crops that matter it's all of the the entirety of of everything we do so um yeah. on, on that note are there any other countries you've heard rumors of that we may be uh, looking at new agreements with uh, expanding new markets well you know we we always hear about the EU and specific areas uh, there, you know Vietnam is they brought up Vietnam and doing a direct a bilateral agreement mm-hmm. there, um, which is which is great. I mean we literally just got back. I got back Sunday with a, a team of, of of our executive boards and some staff, and it was a see for yourself program, but specifically looking into Vietnamese market. Mm-hmm. Visiting with our partners there, uh, United Soybean Export Council, end users, and looking at growth potential over the next five to ten years is is really big. I mean, it's really a promising market uh, as long as we can keep that market. You know, mm-hmm. we've got such a – it's a global competition, uh, but they do want our product because it is it – is, is, it's bar none as far as quality – um, and then we jumped over to Cambodia, which is a which is a very young market, very young, um, and looking at the aquaculture industry there and how we can continue to assist and grow that for soybean meal. So, to get back to your question, there there are others, you know, as, as far as the 
the NAFTA agreement. I hope the administration can bring in Canada fairly quickly. I hope locking something in with Mexico, uh, which is not solidified, you know, hopefully we can bring the prime minister to the table fairly quick. Um, I think there's some some scuttle earlier this morning and late yesterday on Canada coming to the table with the U.S. later this week. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that that Mexican uh, agreement and negotiations have brought them to the table so we can lock something in and get something moving again. That would be nice to see some momentum, <laughs> especially uh, going into harvest season. It would really be nice to uh, see would. things get a little more stable and feeling a little better. So a little bit more price support on, on, on that. That's right. Absolutely. Well, another exciting thing y'all are working on. I went over to the groundbreaking a couple of weeks ago uh, for the new new building that you're uh, putting up right actually across the street, basically, from Farm Bureau. We're going to join the neighborhood over here. Um, That's looks right. like it's going to be quite a place uh, to, to have uh, for events uh, if people are going to have meetings and things like that, educational uh, areas. Uh, what What's that going to be looking like, and what's your timeline like? Sure. Well, Eric, I, I tell you, there's again, I, I referred to it when we first started on the podcast there's been so many positive changes over the past four or five years. And with that, um, we did a strategic plan here about three years ago and it's something that came to head and we knew it. I think it's something that we all deal with. I know that you guys do over at farm bureau and the entire industry does. And it's the issue of education. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, it's, it's everyone. It's, it's our own constituents to all consumers and having brick and mortar to for a facility to educate anybody and everyone is something they that they strictly adhere to that we continue to throw things to the wall and see what's stuck and that's stuck really fast Mm -hmm. and what would be the best way to to do that without human capital and it was through bricks and mortar and so we started visiting more in depth and researching it and see what things could look like working with usb and usda and what's compliant what's not and it came to the conclusion that we needed to focus on building a building um that we could educate everyone in the walks of life on how soy benefits enhances and affects everyday life Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's how it come about. I mean, it's very exciting. We're looking at business incubation, workforce development with the state of Missouri and and rural development, USDA, uh, not just here in Missouri, but also on a national level. Um, you know, part of that we're looking at, you know, showcasing the decades of research that the Merchandising Council has put forth and the discussions on new uses. So we're looking at all soy-based paints and sealers, countertops, our flooring. We're actually gonna have turf out front showcasing that. Our asphalt's gonna be soy-based. Parts of the building, uh, mainly the education and the conference side, will be heated with biodiesel. And then here in the near future, we'll be showcasing some new technologies that's been developed uh, out of Pittsburgh State 
on energy storage using uh, field crop residues. Really? So that'll be a part of it as well. So, you know, the building is a long-term investment um, in education and, and sharing and, and educating folks of what we do and why we do it. Um, so, you know, again, we're preparing for the future and, uh, the board's definitely excited about it. You know, we had our groundbreaking. Um, we have, our goal is to hopefully our official to start moving dirt and trailers will be later October mm-hmm. and with a 14 to 16 month, uh, build out. And, um, yeah, the board's excited. The industry is excited. Uh, United Soybean Board and American Soybean Association was present at the groundbreaking. Um, USDA is fully aware and excited about the opportunities. And so it'll be, it'll be quite the facility and open to the public. It'd be open to all of our partners like Farm Bureau and others to be able to use for meeting facilities, training facilities, and so on. So, again, the ultimate goal is to showcase the life of soy and how it affects everyone's everyday life. Well, it looks like, uh, just from the architectural drawings at least, and some of the presentations I've seen, it's pretty impressive the things that soy can do in building materials. I, I honestly had no idea about three-fourths of those things um, that you can use uh as a soy with the soy base and so mm-hmm. i'm excited to kind of see uh, what that really looks like when it comes together i think it'll be a very nice facility and, and like i say we're excited to have you on our part our side of town you know you're already not too far from us anyway but um to be basically across the street is going to be nice to have maybe we can start to develop a little bit of an ag campus over here and uh well, get some of those other that- guys to move over here that would be pretty neat to have. I, I tell you, you know, partnering with you guys, and I know that you guys bring in a lot of, a lot of groups. Being able to partner with that, you know, hey, come on over, take a view, take a and and uh, take a tour of the new building, talking about soybeans. Um, yeah, it, it'd be a great partnership to be able to do that. It sure would. Mm-hmm. I know they're again, they're pretty excited about it, and um, it's. Uh, very forward thinking on uh, for the farmers and uh, it'll be a one of a kind in the united states absolutely well uh, what else are you all working on anything uh else on your plate right now well there there is um you know again on the education front uh the policy front is is uh is really tough just due to the fact of making sure people understand and know what our issues are. And I know that you guys deal with that on a daily basis and probably a little bit tougher for you because you, you know, you're, you cover all of ag uh, for us. At least we can get into the details, you know, a little bit more. Um, that continues to be a, a real job and making sure that our delegation, uh, whether it's state or federal, truly understand uh the impact and then the the, you know the other part of that is transitioning local leaders and regional leaders into statewide leaders Mm -hmm. and i know that's something that we really need to focus on as an ag industry uh to make sure that we continue to support our supporters um but most importantly that everyone knows what the impact of ag is in the state of missouri across the board and how important it is to protect it 
and to protect the very people that we represent. So, mm-hmm. well, and, and I've been very appreciative of some of your your specific efforts too to try to bring some of the ag groups together and reach out to us and to others to make sure we're all working in concert, working on the same page. Um, because I know in the past, before I really got uh, involved in the Missouri ag industry too directly, I've I've heard that things haven't always been as friendly as they are now. And uh, I think at, at the moment, you know, things are going pretty well between, between all of the uh, different commodity groups. It seems like uh, people generally are trying to sing from the same song sheet and um, trying to realize that we're all in this together, like you say. And when uh, somebody thinks, somebody from Kansas City or St. Louis from the Urban Core probably thinks of, agriculture they don't know the difference between a corn plant and a soybean plant anyway mm-hmm. so we probably ought to all be getting along um, yep. so i think that's very important that, that you guys have recognized that and are, are working together yes. with others to, to do that as well you know eric I, you know with that said we are fortunate in that we're all singing from the same sheet of music and then you know when we need to deter we all have the respect for to let a group to go ahead and move on if needed but are we not some of the luckiest dudes to be able to serve <laughs> the people that we serve that's absolutely on right on a daily basis well and we always as a grassroots organization like you guys are as well you know we spend so much of our time just out talking to members meeting with members going to events holding events uh, for members and that's always my favorite part of the job actually going from here uh, here this morning, I've got to go down to a meeting with about 30 farmers uh, where we're going to be doing a congressional farm tour for Congresswoman Hartzler, my old boss. And um, that's some of the, my favorite things I ever get to do. I hate when I just have to sit at the office behind the computer all day. I'd much rather yeah. be out there meeting with the people we work for. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what continues to drive us as well. I tell you, you know, before we part, and I've so appreciate the opportunity to visit with you and and uh work with you guys but i want to challenge our our constituents that we work for and it's whether young old men women uh, is to be active in our industry because Mm -hmm. we we need you Mm -hmm. and whether you might think that you can do it or not if you're in the ag space and you're farming you have a voice and it's critical to what we do. I mean, we, we need to hear from you. We need um, to continue to cultivate these new leaders moving, moving up. Um, and it's not just, you know, the, the benefits of working with our 4-H leaders and FFA. It's, it's about bringing up the new, making sure that we part, you know, counter them and put them beside the seasoned leader so we can carry the torch. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I know that you guys talk about this often. You guys got a wonderful training program and continue to cultivate great leaders that we actually pull from. So we're greatly appreciate that. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> um, as long as they keep we, our membership too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I tell you, we, to, for us to be able to continue to serve, that's, that's a challenge and an ask on behalf of, our leadership at Soybean Association, the Merchandising Council, is to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to volunteer for those specific ag groups. So well, and if 
if somebody isn't already a member of the Missouri Soybean Association, how would they uh, do that? I'm sure you'd be more than happy to have some additional membership too. Sure. And it, you know, they can get on our website at, at uh, mosoy.org, but even not, you know, you, you don't even have to be a member. It's really about having a voice and visiting with your congressional delegation. And if, if you just so happen to have an inkling to serve on a statewide basis, whether it's soybean or if it's Farm Bureau or corn, pork, whatever commodity organization is, take the leap and serve. I couldn't agree more. Well, I think that that is a, a message we all need to be continuing to share more, and we are always looking for more voices. And we, I think everybody in this social media age, everybody is an influencer. And plus, we get calls all the time. I mean, I get probably six calls a week at least looking from a from a member of the 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 old media the tv radio stations newspapers that are looking to talk to a farmer and you know mm-hmm. there's only so many people that have expressed their desire to really be involved and we'd love to have more people that we can refer them to too that's right and they're happy to you know show them how new policies affect their own farm and willing to talk uh, to to the media and spread that story to more people and i know you guys get just as many calls as we do so um, anytime that we can have more people involved, I think we're going to be better off all, overall. You bet. Totally agree. Wonderful. Well, again, thanks again for joining us, and we'll uh, have to do it again sometime soon. Look forward to seeing how things shake out in this these trade negotiations. Hopefully we'll have some good news to share uh, before yes. too long. <laughs> hey, appreciate your time, and thanks for all that you guys do as well. All right. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. Take, take care, sir. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks again for joining us. We will be back next week with more information about what's going on in Missouri agriculture. As always, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. We would love to have your comments there about what you'd like to hear more of on our podcast. So please follow us there and let us know what you'd like to hear. Talk to you next week.